This is your boy Jay Will with J&J Sports Nation. Just want to talk about a little quick, I don't know, it's not really a segment, just a thought. Had an opportunity to go see uh, SMU play Memphis. And, um, you know, I have to say, I know I have talked about previous segments about uh, how goes the quarterback, goes the team. And, uh, man, it was hard to watch. Uh, the game because the quarterback play was atrocious for uh, SMU. And at the end of the day, um, you know, it just goes to show you if you don't have a quarterback, you're not going to win many games. And, you know, when I think about the essence of true quarterbacks, I mean, there are quarterbacks that come in all different shapes, sizes, different intangibles, uh, different things. But uh, what I believe that sets a great quarterback apart from an average quarterback is the preparation. Uh, if you're not preparing, if you're not really diving into your playbook, uh, watching film on your opponent, um, things of that nature, then you're not really doing the justice to your team or into the organization you're representing. And so I have a segment that will be coming out uh, in the future called quarterback, where have you gone? And what I mean by that is there's never been great quarterback play, consistent quarterback play um, at any level, especially when you look at the pros. You know, a handful of quarterbacks, you have your Drew Breeses, your Tom Brady's, your Aaron Rodgers, uh, your... um, um, just to run the blank anyway, uh, you know, your Ben Roethlisberger can be in that category as well, uh, as long you know, as well as uh, Philip Rivers. That's what I was trying to talk about, Philip Rivers. Uh, you know, you have a handful of quarterbacks, and, you know, the quarterbacks that's mentioned in a couple of years or so, some of those are going to be retiring. And you talk about the second wave, you know, uh, there's 32 teams in the league, and guess what? I just mentioned I'll maybe five or six. So at the end of the day, your criteria will always tend to change to favor the person who is gauging what a great quarterback is. If you think a great quarterback from a pro level consists of winning Super Bowls, so be it. Or if it's stats, so be it. At the end of the day, when I look at the the collegiate level and look at the quarterback play there, because, you know, really, I guess I could change the segment to uh, guess of a quarterback a college serum, you know, the college serum, I guess. No, serum will actually be something that you actually cure something, but actually it's not. You know, it's the college disease, if you want to call it that, because everybody's running a wide or spread offense, and so these quarterbacks are not, you know, being able to take snaps from the center. So that actually has to be developed at the next level. And, and, and let's face it, you know, I'm a GM or owner, and, I, you know, you, you and I have uh, – I have probably one of the top picks in the draft, and I'm looking to get a quarterback. And my quarterback doesn't know how to take a ball, you know, doesn't know how to, uh, you know, uh, you know, take a snap underneath the center. That's a problem. That's a huge problem because at the end of the day, that's going to take time. Because just like everything else, is repetition. Um, taking, you know, taking a snap, uh, taking the snaps on shotguns, you know, is it, it, easy. But when you're underneath the center. You know, it's a whole different ball game. So, at the end of the day, 
uh, SMU uh, did lose uh, to Memphis. And while I watched it, you know, at best the offensive, if you want to call it, uh, you might call it offensive because it was just plain awful, the uh, play calling that was called. And at the end of the day, it's like, uh, it's like running a high school playbook. You know, I've seen those players run at the high school level. And at the collegiate level, you know, you should be running something uh, a little more, you know, it doesn't have to be rocket science. But you want to be able to keep that defense guessing. And um, But I believe, you know, not only was the uh, play calling offensive, but I, uh, the, the offensive line was just atrocious. Uh, you know, they couldn't move anybody off the ball, couldn't do anything like that. And my, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you always want to hang your hat on your line play. You know, as, you know, uh, a, a young, um, myself, when I was a young fan of uh, the game of football, um, I had, was always enamored by the skill positions, your quarterbacks, your receivers, you know, possibly you know, your linebackers, maybe your running, I mean, uh, you know, your DBs, your, your cornerbacks. You know, and that's pretty much it. But when you really think about the game today, it's played and it has always been played, and especially more so now with the advent of the uh, wide-open um, offenses, you know, your, your spread offenses. You're going to have to have those guys in the trenches, you know, especially on the defensive side, to get after them. And likewise, on the offensive side of the ball, you need these linemen that can be able to what, sustain blocks, sustain their pass blocks. So, um it, you know, it's just really, really, really disheartening, uh, the state of football. And when I look at the overall landscape of the college football, and what I mean by that is that, you know, yeah, I haven't seen – I don't go to every college game. Uh, not everybody does, but, you know, I do get to see them on TV. And I look at it, and it, it makes me think that at the end of the day, you know, at what point will the defense – you know, will the handcuffs come off defenses? Because at the end of the day, uh, all defenses have been handcuffed. People want to see scores. People want to see, you know, people scoring. They don't want to sit there and see a, uh, a six to seven, you know, a six to seven game. But I mean by that, a score is six to seven. They want scoring. They want to be able to see uh, great highlights, things of that nature. And for them to see something like that is going to require what? handcuffing the defense because there's some things you know way back old school football where you know today you'd be you know probably put out the lead for and so now you go from that to uh what they do you know what they used to do probably maybe uh so maybe 10 years ago maybe 15 years ago you know defense could actually play defense but now they can't play defense anymore because the game has been simply dictated by the powers that be to say, hey, we want more scoring, so we're going to handicap your defense. Uh, you know, a receiver can go across the middle, catch a ball, and he gives him not only can he catch the ball, but he can catch the ball and then make a couple of steps before a defender can even hit him. Because if you hit him too early, it's a defenseless, defenseless receiver. You know, and you know, pass interference has always been there, but defensive receivers? Come on now. How can, you know, and, and, and to me, that's an oxymoron. If anything else, a defenseless receiver. How can you be defenseless? 
it's the rule that makes him defenseless because he can't touch the receiver because if he does, it'll draw a flag. And, of course, at the end of the day, if you're too aggressive, then you might get called for targeting or something, you know, something dumb like that. And then next thing you know, from a collegiate level, you not only you've been suspended that game, but you suspended for the half of the next game. So at the end of the day, you know, I know I started out talking about quarterbacks and, and the horrendous play of quarterback play. Uh, it kind of made me, you know, took me back when I went to the game uh, between SMU and uh, Memphis. However, uh, you know, until someone steps up where the powers to be or uh, I should say a maverick comes up and say, hey, you know, you got offense, all these rules for the offense, what about the defense, you know? Um, and so at the end of the day, it's just really crazy how people can truly dictate or the league can dictate what they want by the rules. And, you know, I think I mentioned earlier, I don't know if I mentioned the previous segment, but, you know, the competition committee, for the, you know, for the pros, I mean, it's like, hey, we're the competition committee. But once again, it's an oxymoron. If you're a competition committee, then why is the defense able to compete? Okay. So at the end of the day, I mean, you don't see, you know, well, I'll probably do some research on that because, like I said, it's going to be a whole segment. Uh, but I want to really kind of see the number of offensive pass interference versus defensive pass interference. And I really don't need to look it up. I know the defensive pass interference uh, numbers have been high. And so what does that do? Turn it up 15 yards or uh, – or a spot foul, which, you know, at that point, you know, you, you're playing for, and if it's a 20-yard, you know, if it happens 20 yards down the field, then guess what? That's a 20-yard penalty. So at the end of the day, I don't know if the competition committee is really doing any type of competing uh, to help, you know, better the game, you know, from a – and don't get me wrong, it's not all about doom and gloom. We're going to give some credit where credit is due. They have made the game safer. Uh, but at the end of the day, you also have to understand that, you know, playing defense is harder than it has ever been uh, in any time, uh, you know, in, in the game of football because, you know, you, you can't really do what you want to do. So at the end of the day, you have to be, you know, you have to become creative uh, to uh, position yourself to be successful as a defensive uh, player, whether it be in college and in the pros. So that's my little tidbit. So at the end of the day, if you don't have a quarterback, so goes that team. So when you're out there on the recruiting trails, you want to find somebody that, A, fits your system, and, B, that has a relatively good to above average football IQ. Because some of the plays I saw last night, it was just, what I call common sense type plays. Um, if something breaks down as a quarterback, if you continue to receive a rush, guess what? And, and you know, it doesn't matter whether you're first year, second year, or third year. Uh, you go to your old coordinator, say, "Hey, man, we're getting a tremendous rush. Hey, I think we need to go ahead and you know call a play action pass." So at the end of the day, uh, that's what that is. So, but anyway, guys, I just want to wrap that up. Like that, few tidbits. Uh, once again, it's your boy Jay Will with J and J Sports Nation.
Fala, Edibor. Ih, 